Amen. Genesis chapter 12. I want to continue on in this series. Let go. And what? Let God. Amen. Let's look at it together. Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. It says, now, now there was a what? A famine in the land. So Abram went down, went down, went down to Egypt to sojourn there. For the famine was severe in the land. I want to talk about this morning a faith that can't be tested, can't be trusted. A faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. Let go and let God. Distrust can happen to all of us. Amen. When you face the toughest tests in your life, the question is, will your faith withstand the test? Will your faith withstand the test? Many of you here can say confidently, that, amen, between, that you would pass the test. But between the saying and the doing, amen, the proof will not be apparent until you actually take the test. God's purpose for allowing trials, amen, is not only to verify your faith, but also to purify your faith. I wish I had somebody God's, amen, purpose for allowing trials is not only to verify your faith, but also to what? Purify your faith, amen? And I want to say this, tests always follows triumphs. Do I have anybody? And I want to say to somebody here this morning, you may be facing a test right now. You may be going through the toughest test of your life right now. You may be in between belief and unbelief. You may be between, amen, the world and the church. You may be struggling, amen, with truly grasping what it really means to trust God. I've been talking to you about, amen, trusting God and holding on to his unwavering hands and understanding that in spite of what you're going through this morning, that God is able to bring you through. Do I have anybody? You see, it's those tests that we can't control are the tests that I'm talking about. Amen. Think about the mother who gets bad news about her children. The child that goes missing, the employee that loses their job, uh, amen, without notice. Yeah, you may say it can't happen to me, but keep living. You'll find out stuff will all, all of a sudden happen to you and you only. Do I have anybody? The marriage that fails that you never thought would fail. The sudden death of a loved one and you sitting here saying to yourself, why God, why is this happening to me. Do I have anybody? These tests, uh, these are just a few tests that I've seen happen to people and I've seen uh, how people handle the test of their lives and I watch how people crumble under the 
pressure and pain of suffering. Do I have anybody? When the doctor gives you bad news, when, amen, when it seems like all hell is breaking loose in your life, it's amazing to me, amen, how we crumble under the test. Do I have anybody? Sometimes we can think that we're strong enough. Listen, you can think that I can handle this. Amen. I can, I can do this by myself only to find out when the test shows up. Do I have anybody? Amen. You find out how weak you are. You find out how, amen, how distracted you become. But I want to tell you something today. God's word, amen, God's word. If you can trust God when things are good, the question is, can you trust God when things are bad? Amen. And the question is today is, can your faith be trusted? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, can your faith be trusted? Amen. Amen. And so we find Abram has journeyed, amen, to a place. And I told you last week. I told you how to survive or how to make it, amen, between Bethel and Ai. I told you when you get stuck between, sometimes I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like I'm stuck between, amen, the blessings of God and the burdens of the world. Do I have anybody? Because Bethel represents God's house. Amen. And AI represents the world. And you're stuck in between and you're saying to yourself, how did I end up here? Amen. God has told me to come this far by faith. I've trusted him by faith. And now it seems that ever since, I wish I had somebody, ever since I put my trust in God, it, so it seems, it seems like everything is falling apart. I want to tell you something. You got to be careful because Satan has a way of painting a picture that isn't real. Amen. There are, there are genuine paintings out here, Van Gogh, and there are false paintings out here. Amen. There's what I call Photoshop. Amen. And sometimes Satan can Photoshop your future. Do I have anybody? He can Put stuff in place to get you to take your eyes off of Jesus. To take your eyes off of the genuine painting and put your eyes on something false. I told you that when you get to between Ai, Bethel and Ai, I told you last week, don't settle no matter how it looks. Number two, I told you, don't envy those who seem to be prospering. Because when you're stuck between Bethel and Ai, it will look like other people are doing, oh, I wish I had somebody. Amen. You go on Facebook, you go on Instagram, it look like they're just having a ball. Amen. Guess what? They're only capturing what they want you to see. You don't know the story. Amen. Don't you worry about the wicked. Be not envious of the wicked. The Bible says, for they will soon fade away. They will soon wither away like the grass. They will fade away like the herb. Trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what he said. He says, and he will give you the desires of your heart. What do you do between disaster and destiny? You trust God. Do I have anybody? The Bible says, and I told you last week, not only do you not, 
Amen. D don't envy those who seem to be prosperous. I told you last week, don't panic, but worship. The one thing that you and I have to understand is this. If your worship is interrupted at any point in your Christian life, you will find yourself always complaining and always feeling like the weight of the world on your shoulder. Sometimes you just got to lift your hand. Amen. Listen, listen. Sometimes you just got to pick up the tambourine and you just got to, yeah, Lord, I wish I had somebody. You got to praise God in spite of your current circumstance. You got to worship God in the midst of what you're going through because worship, amen, will put the devil to flight. Do I have anybody? I told you last week, not only must you not panic, but the next thing is don't complain, but call on the name of the Lord. It's amazing how many people know God, but yet they won't call on his name. It's so many people who have high tolerance for pain. They have a high tolerance, amen, for nonsense. And watch this, rather than submit to God, rather than say, God, here I am, Jesus. I am broken, I'm barren, and I'm bruised, and I'm messed up. Lord, here I am. I, I surrender all to you. God, I give up. Amen. Just because you surrender doesn't mean you lost. Do I have anybody? As a matter of fact, matter of fact, your surrender is a win. Why? Because when you learn how to worship God, rather than complain about being where you are, amen, you'll find out that God will show up and show out in your situation. Do I have anybody? Here's some side notes for you. Number one, Bethel is the house of God and Ai is the house of ruins. Amen. And, and yet, and yet, God, they journeyed all through the land of Canaan. They, didn't, they came into the land of Canaan not to go dwell in the good part of Canaan. But they went through Canaan and they came to the wilderness. They came, watch this, they're stuck between two opinions. They're, they're stuck between, everybody feel like that? Amen. You know you have potential. You know you can do better. Watch this. But when you look to the left, you see everybody prosper, but they ain't doing right. So that's not an option. Amen. You look to the right and you say, oh my gosh, that's ruined. Amen. So I can't go there. So I might as well stay right here. So what we find is that Abram had taken his people. He had left. Listen, he had strong faith. Abram had strong faith. The Bible says that when God called him, chapter 12, look at chapter 12, verse 1, it says, now the Lord said to Abram, he says, go forth from where? From your country and from your what? Relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. Didn't he say that? And I'll make you what? A great nation. I will bless you and make your name what? Great. So you shall be what? A blessing. Now watch this. Watch this now. He's now in the place where God told him he was going to take him. But when he gets there, guess what? It does not look the way that he thought it was going to look. As a matter of fact, he's tripped out because he's like, hold on, man. Hold on. 
But the one thing about Abram, his faith was so strong. Amen. See, strong faith is one thing, but tested faith is something different. And if your faith cannot be what? Tested. It cannot be what? Trusted. And don't you step out on some, watch this, on some untested faith. Are you, do I have anybody? And so he got there. He's like, Lord, now, okay, now, now he went to the month of Moray. Told you that a couple weeks back, right? He got some teaching in him. Amen. And then he proceeds forward. But then he stuck. He got there to the Negev. The Bible says he got there to the Negev. If you look at verse, uh, verse 7, it says, The Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, he had to, you know what God had to do again there? Every now and then, you need to hear an encouraging word from God. Every now and then you need a reminder that it was God who promised you. Watch this. And watch this. It is God who brought you. And it is God who will take care of you. And it is God who made a promise to you. And let me tell you something about the God of promise. The God of promise keeps his promises. I know some people who can't keep their promises. I know some folk who say they're going to do stuff, but they never do it. And that's the reason why I put my trust in who? In God and not in man. Because people will let you... Come on, somebody. Listen, Abram had the faith. Watch this. His faith was strong. God blessed him. And so here he is, verse 7, it says, God reiterates the blessing. And what did he do? So he built what? An altar there. And last two weeks we dealt with the altar thing, right? He worshiped God. He came in his presence. Listen to me real good. When you don't know what to do, you got to get into the what? presence of God. Watch this. Why did he build an altar so that he would sacrifice and he would worship to God and say, God, I don't know you. Mm. I'm not truly familiar with you, but guess one thing I can do. I can open my mouth and I can say, Lord, thank you. I can open my mouth and say, God, you're great. Do I have anybody here today? that got some accolades for God. I'm talking about somebody here who have experience. You know, the Bible says, oh, taste and see. Come on, somebody. That the what? That the Lord is what? The Lord is what? Good. His mercy is, woo. Abram gave us a key. Of understanding how to make it through uncertain circumstances. Watch the text. The text says he built an altar there to the Lord who appeared to him. I told you this is the first time it is said through scripture that God had spoken to him. And this was the first time that God had what? Appeared to him. Do I have anybody? Watch the text. Watch verse 8. It says, then he what? Proceeded there to the mountain of what? East of what? That's what we're talking about, right? And what did he do? See, the reason he pitched a tent and didn't build a house, because he understood it was temporary. And sometimes what we're doing is we're going to temporary places, think it is permanent. 
Listen, listen, let me share something with you. You can't rent something. Amen. Watch this. And try to think it's yours. It belongs to somebody else. And wherever God wants you to go, hallelujah, you got to believe that he's going to put it right in your lap. But listen, a faith that can't be tested can't be what? Trusted. So now they're in the land of milk and honey. This is the promised place that God told them he was going to be. Watch the text. The text says, watch this, Bethel on the west, Ai on the what? East. And, and, and what did he do again? What did he do? What did he do? Come on. What did he do? Oh, my gosh. What is that telling me about, about old Abe? Abe understood something. You know what Abe understood? That worship is one of the most important things in this Christian life. Worship, watch this, shows your worthship. <laughs> I don't think you heard that. Worship shows your what? Worthship. Watch this. Adam and Eve in the garden. Watch this. They enjoyed worship. They enjoyed being in the what? In the presence of God. Matter of fact, when they when they they were like two little kids, man. They listen, but the moment that sin entered the picture. Amen. Amen. Rather than running out to meet God, what did they do? They hid from God. See, what had happened was, watch this, fellowship had been broken. Come on, somebody. Relationship had been marred. Come on, somebody. And sin had entered the picture. Watch the text. Watch where I'm going with this. When God shows up in the garden and said, hey, Adam, where are you? <laughs> he said, hold on, man. Hold on, God. Hold on, God. He said, he said, I heard you walking in the cool of the day. And I got a phrase that who told you? You were naked. Who told you? See, sin has a way of causing us, watch this, to remove ourselves from the altar. I'm trying to show you something. See, the devil may try to convince you that you got this. But you got to remember who brought you here. You got to remember that it wasn't you that brought you this far. It was God, yeah, Lord, that brought you to the Nagav. Watch the text. The text says, the Lord, he called on the name, upon the name of the Lord. Verse 9, Abram journeyed on continuing towards the Nagav. Now, you got to understand something. The Nagav wasn't the best part of the land. Now, here's the thing. Can you imagine, watch this, can you imagine what the average person would say? Let's get into the average person's mind. God, you told me if I leave all my people, you're going to bless me. Well, God, I've been doing that. And guess what? I ain't seen nothing yet. Some of you talk to God like that. Some of you tell me to be talking like that. Watch this. God, you said to me that if I trust you, you're going to bless me, my family, and you say, I'm going to be a blessing. But God, I'm trying to figure out something. I'm stuck. 
between Bethel and Ai. I'm stuck between the house of blessing and the house of ruin. I'm standing here trying to figure this thing out. And I'm trying to ask you a question, God. I trusted you, but what's going on? Do I have anybody? And sometimes that's where we are with God. We can't figure out what's going on, but you got to remember a faith. Are y'all walking with me? Y'all walking with me? A faith that can't be what? Tested. Can't be what? Trusted. So what I see here in verse 9, I see Abram's first test and he passes it. Because rather than complaining, he built an altar. But turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, strong men get weak sometimes. Amen. Now don't use that as an, don't use that as an excuse not to obey God. All right. Yeah, I just had to say that. All right. I just had to say that. Watch this. Watch this. It seems like just when things were starting to go well for him, Anybody ever feel that way? Just when the doctor said you're better. Come on, somebody. Just, just when your finances started to get just, you know, tax time and all, you know. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you know what I mean. Things, just when it seems like everything is about to get better, turn to your neighbor and get worse. Has that ever happened to you? Or just me? Has that ever happened to you? Just when it was started to get good, it got bad. Just when it started to get good, hallelujah, you get a call from the collection agency. Just when it started to get good, you walk outside and they took your call. Amen. Then you know you didn't pay the note, but you're going to call the police and report it stolen. You know you didn't pay it. <laughs> Amen. And, and, and you're sitting there saying to yourself, man, I just got out of, oh, come on somebody. I just got out of this. But watch this. But I'm listening to you, pastor. You're telling me, and you've been telling me for six weeks now to trust God. I've been doing that, but it seemed like ever since I started doing that, Things start getting what? But did I tell you that a faith that can't be what? Can't be what? Trusted. That's what I got to tell you. Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch verse 10. Watch verse 10. Verse 10 says, now, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. The text says, now, there was a what in the land? Can it get any worse? Let me give you some observations here. Write these down. First of all, there's a famine in the land of promise. Go figure. <laughs> Write that down somewhere. Write it down somewhere. There's a famine in the land Hold on, God. I didn't sign up for this. First of all, the Bible says that I'm going to take you to a land 
and everything will be provided for you. But when you get there, you got to go and camp and look at these people. I'm trusting God. They're not trusting God. And, and then when I look on this side, I can't even go there because it's ruined. <laughs> so watch this. They're stuck between Bethel, Ai, and in front of them, when they look down the road, they see Egypt. Now I'm going to get to that in a minute. But the text says... In the midst of being stuck between Bethel and Ai, what's the worst? Listen, you know what sometimes I tell the devil? Bring it on. Is that the best you got? And then guess what he does? (laughs) Just when you think it couldn't get no worse than what it is. I wish I had somebody. Watch this. Just when you think it couldn't, watch this, get any worse. A famine shows up. You know what a famine is? Huh? Let, let me tell you what a famine is in the Hebrew. You ready for this? Shortage. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. Shortage. Here's the other thing it means. Watch this. Symbolically, it means failure. And I don't know about you, but there are times in this journey where I feel like a failure. I feel like, man, God, I'm giving you my best, but I keep coming up short every time. I'm stuck. I have nowhere to go. What do I do? My first point is this. Amen. The first point is this. If you're going to trust God. Amen. And if your faith is going to be tested, the first thing you got to do is consult God like you did before. Abram is about to make a decision that will cost him. See, don't just rush to make a decision. Watch this. The famine came, right? And rather than consult God, it never said in that text, that 10th verse, it never said in the verse that Abram called on God. Strong men get weak sometimes. And when you have a shortage and when you have failure, There's only so much you can take. Do I have anybody? Listen, listen, listen. There's no record that Abram had ever faced famine before. Watch this. It's a new test. (laughs) Watch this, watch this, watch this. When he was in Ur, he was taken care of. When he went to Haran, he became wealthy. And here, all of a sudden, now watch this now. This famine started, but he didn't immediately leave the Negev. He had to, watch this, deplete. Oh, come on, somebody. Everything was being depleted 
Everything was, watch this, leaving him. It was like putting money with what? Pocket, with, empty, with, with pockets with holes in it. Listen, he had to use up all of his 401k, his 5013, his whatever he had, the stuff under the mattress, amen, the, the stuff in the coffee can, wherever you hide it. Because some of y'all got creative. You got some places you didn't want to tell nobody. But guess what? They won't find it until they tear your house down. <laughs> you got it hid. But I want to tell you something. He's here and he's saying, Lord. He didn't even say, Lord. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He had never, watch this. He had never faced a famine before. But here's what I want to tell you. You ready for this? You want to consult God like you did what? Before. Don't get tripped out by the famine. But watch this. The same God, write this down, that brought you to it. It's the same God that's going to what? Bring you through it. Now remember, watch this, how you got there. See, the problem with us is we forget. I remember how we got here. I remember the famine that we went through. I declare today I ain't going back. Guess where I'm going? We're going higher. We're not going back down. Watch the text. The text says, text says, and Abram, mm, did he call God? Isn't that what we do? Isn't that what we do when our faith is tested? We don't call on God like we did before. Watch this. Watch the text. Now, let me help you with something. This is going to bless you. Watch what text. The text says, and Abram went what? To what? Now, just like, y'all with me? Just like Bethel represents the house of blessings. AI represents house of ruin. Watch this. Egypt represents the world. Watch this. Egypt, it means that now Abram is making an alliance with the world. It, it means, watch this. Egypt means reliance on the flesh. So here's my next point. You ready for this? Consider the cost of trusting the world. Consider the cost. Listen. Let me tell you something. You can go and get your education. You can go and get all that. You may think that's the way out. You may think that that better job or this, this, this. Let me tell you something. You got to consider the cost. When you trust the world, when the world is done with you, the world will spit you out. Abram didn't ask God. The Bible says Abram went down to Egypt. You know what he was doing? He was leaving the promised land. He was leaving, come on somebody, he, I'm going to tell you why. Watch this. He was leaving the promised land, he was leaving God's presence, and he was leaving his purpose behind. And there are times when you find yourself in a test where you think that leaving trust in the world is your way out. So what do we do? We get loans. 
Amen. Amen. We get payday loans. We get uh, title loans. We get pawn shops. We got all. Listen, we tr- listen. Rather than trusting God, watch this. He went down. Egypt represents what? The world. Don't you ever forget that. And watch this. His faith was being tested. But guess what happened to Abe? He failed the test. He did not consult God, but guess what? He didn't consider the cost of what? Of trusting the world. Let me tell you something. The world does not have anything for you. Listen, let me tell you something. As a matter of fact, the Bible says when you go back to the world, you are light in the world. And let me tell you something. If you've lost your brightness, guess what? The world has no use for you. And listen, the world may be offering you a way out, a bailout, but you better trust God for your bailout. You better trust God, amen, in spite of what you see today. Listen, you can go do some things to get to get ahead, but let me tell you something. Whenever you go do whatever that is, you got to remember something. You're leaving your purpose and you're leaving the place where God has placed you. What if Abram would have stayed there? We will never know. What if you were to stay here? What if you were to stay the course? What if you were to hold on to God's unchanging hand? Listen, the Bible says, hallelujah, that he went down to Egypt. What if he would have remained? Listen, it's a dangerous thing when you are in partnership with the world. Listen, listen, the world... Is a tricky place for believers. We have to operate in the world, but we don't have to be in partnership with the world. And here's the thing. We don't turn to the world for our help. We turn to the Lord for our help. But I want to tell you something. You smell a little whirly. Amen. You look a little whirly. Amen. Because guess what? You've been mingling with the world. And let me tell you something about the world. When you get out there, the world will try to convince you that God isn't real. That guess what? That what I have is better. But I want to tell you something. That's what Satan tried to do to Jesus. He said, you see all of this right here? He says, I'll give it to you if you bow down. And that's what Abram was about to do was bow down to the world. The world has nothing for us, saints. He's about to bow down. Listen, we see his, watch this. And you know what happens to Abram here? Let me tell you why this was a bad decision. It was a bad decision for him to go down to Egypt. Now, a lot of commentators, a lot of commentators, you know, they don't want to beat Abe up because of this. But here's the thing. I mean, it's plain in the text. Did God tell him to leave? Listen, here's the thing. Let's use our sanctified imagination for a minute. And let's just say this. Did God say anything to Abram? No. Did God say, Abe, now leave? Let me ask another question. How many believe that God is omniscient? That means he knows everything. How many really believe that? How many really believe that God knows everything? Do you really? Can you prove that to me? Hmm. See, your faith, (laughs) amen, is how you prove that. But watch this. If God knows everything, don't you think that God knew the famine was coming? Don't you know, how many believe that God is omnipotent? That he's all powerful? Do you not know that God is powerful enough to use a raven 
a scavenger bird to feed a preacher at the brook of Sheriff. And if he can do that, then he can feed you. Listen, listen, listen. You may not have what you want right now. But if you keep holding on to his unchanging hands, and if you trust God in spite of what you see, you got to believe that God will provide everything that you need. See, here's the thing. Some of you haven't been through nothing. Some of you, hallelujah, really, really haven't been through nothing. But let me tell you something. Keep living. It's going to show up. And let me tell you something. When it does show up, you better have some faith in God. Listen, you're stuck right now. And listen, you're trying to front. You're trying to make everybody think you got it together. But I know what's really going on. I know your heart is heavy. I know you're sad. I know you're miserable. I know that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. Hallelujah. And that person ought not to expect anything from God did you not know that the Bible says friendship with the world so Abram becomes now deacon an enemy of God ain't that something a man who was called the father of faith we can peek into his life in the first half And see that he had a little crack in his character. And so I want to say to somebody here today. It's okay. God is a God of grace. And no matter if you turn yourself back to the world. He's always here with open arms. He's always available for you to turn back to him. Because that's the God we serve. Listen, we don't condemn people. Listen, we show concern. Because anybody in that situation would pick up and leave. Because guess what? Your family is in jeopardy. Watch what he said. The Bible says, and this is why you can't read fast. Watch the text with me. It says what? So Abram went to what? And, 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 and watch this. The text says to sojourn there. So I was tempted and tickled because I was going to jump over it. <laughs> but it just popped out of me. It says, and he sojourned there. Here's the thing. Do you remember when he was in Ur? Y'all remember that? Watch this. When he was in Ur, right, God appeared to him. They call it Mesopotamia. Oh, God spoke to him and said, Abram, leave your father's going to go. Leave. He didn't leave. So he followed daddy. To where? To Haran. Watch this. He's in Haran for 25 years. Rather than living on purpose, he has put his purpose on pause because he did not follow the instructions of God. Now watch this. He's in Haran for 25 years. 
And then it wasn't until daddy died that he done made this trip. But there's something about Abram that I learned. Abram, like all of us, likes stability. How many of you like stability? How many of you like to have a sure thing? You know, you don't like to be bouncing around from place to place, job to job. You understand what I'm saying? You know, a, you know Abe, Abraham, Abe likes stability like all of us. But watch what the text says. The text says, he sojourned there. Let me tell you what the word sojourn means. You ready? It means to turn aside. It means, hallelujah, to shrink in fear. <laughs> so here's my next point. You ready for this? Not only must you consider the cost of trusting the world, but you ready for this? Consider the cost of falling away from God. Consider the cost of falling away from God. Watch this. According to the passage and according to the word sojourn, and I'll show you next week, Abram had no intentions. He had no intentions of going back. In other words, he found the world as a what? Solution. And not just a solution, a permanent solution. He looked at what Egypt had, but he did not consider the cost. And let me tell you something. It's going to cost him something. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You see, Abe was gripped with fear. So he did what all of us do at times. Amen. You know what he did? He left God. Listen, what happens when stuff starts going bad? We shrink back. What happens when it seems like everything is falling apart in our lives? What's the first phone call I get? I get no amens, right? He sojourned. Amen. We shrink back. Watch this. Watch this. When things get tough, a faith that can't be what? Tested. Can't be trusted. And what he did was he did not consider the cost of falling away from God. But watch this. What happens to us is we shrink back. But watch this phrase right here. And we go to strange places for help. Listen. God wanted Abram to stay in that famine in the promised land. What did he do? He crept out of that. Look what it says there. The last part of that verse. It says, for the what? For the famine was what? Severe. In what? In the land. What land? The promised land. And that's the one thing you got to remind yourself of. If God brought you there, you stay there. No matter how difficult it gets, no matter how hard it gets at times, no matter how tough it seems, you stay there. You hold on. Listen, God will provide for your needs. Do I have anybody? Listen to this. There are nine basic needs that, watch this, that 
constantly confront man. Number one is food. Number two is water. Number three is housing. Number four, life. Number five, health. Number six, love, companionship, amen? And number what? Seven, light, amen? The person, a person is greatly handicapped living in total darkness. Those are our basic needs that needs to be met. And whenever those needs are threatened, guess what? Listen, I understand why some people don't come back to church. I understand why they've been gone for a long time. Because watch this, their needs, something about those seven needs, watch this, that was not met. But if you were to trust God, listen, that was what I call a satanic setup. That's what I call Satan trying to get you to look to the world for help rather than you look to God for your help. Do I have anybody? Listen, listen, listen. A faith that can't be what? Can't be what? Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that the, 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 the famine was severe. All Enemies who stood in the way of his inheritance were to be defeated, even the famine. God was going to be the one to help Abram. This terrible crisis had arise. Should Abram stay or should he go? He should have chosen to trust God. You may have drifted back into the world. Come on, somebody. You may have left the promised land. And that's why you're just making it from pillow to post. That's why you're just constantly trying to find happiness, but you still can't find it. You have all the money in the world, but yet you have no peace. I want to tell you, you can find your way back. Because like Abram, the first time God told him, to trust him and he left Ur, hallelujah. He disobeyed and he delayed his blessings for 25 years. Can I tell somebody something today? God wants you to trust him in the most difficult of circumstances so that your faith can be strengthened. There's a story about a famine in a community. They called all of the preachers. They tell everybody, they told all the preachers and everybody from all denominations to come bring their crosses, bring their Bibles. And they told them, listen, we're going to have a prayer meeting in the middle of, the, of, of this city. Everybody showed up, the priests, the pundits, and the popes, and the, you know, they all had their Bibles and their crosses and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden they prayed, they prayed, the next day no rain. The next day, a little boy showed up in, right where they had prayed. He walked up there, amen. And he says, oh God, he had his Bible in his hand. He says, oh God, we need rain. Show your power, Lord, and give us rain. You see, the day before with all the preachers, hallelujah, and all the pundits and popes that called on the name of the Lord, there was no rain. But then all of a sudden, the boy shows up, hallelujah, and all of a sudden, the sky grew darker, and all of a sudden, there was thunder and lightning, and all of a sudden, 
the rain starts pouring down. As he was praying, the, the rain starts pouring down. What was it about this little boy? You see, the difference with the little boy is he didn't bring no cross. He didn't bring uh, no powerful preachers. He brought an umbrella. I wish I had somebody. And I want to tell you something. If you're expecting rain, bring an umbrella. You see, hallelujah to his holy name. You see, why is it when it comes to God, hallelujah, we can't trust him at his word. If God has called you this far, God will take you through, hallelujah, to the next thing. See, we hesitate to believe, watch this, and act on God's word. But I want to tell somebody here today, if it's going to rain, you ought to bring an umbrella. If it's going to rain, you better trust God. If it's going to rain, you got to hold on to God's unchanging hands. I want to tell somebody here this morning that you got to understand that until your faith is tested, hallelujah, you really can't be trusted. And when your faith is tested, you get to see what kind of person you are. May I leave you this way? If you're going to make it through this test, you got to consult God like you did before. You got to consider the cost of trusting the word. You got to consist consider hallelujah the cost of falling away from God. But lastly, my last point, you got to continue to trust God no matter how hard it gets. Give God a hand clap of praise. Trust him no matter how hard it gets. You're facing some things. Stay where God puts you. Saints, there are a lot of people searching for churches today. They're just searching. God has already spoken. But see, here's the thing. It doesn't look the way they want it to look. And that's the beauty of it. You're standing between Bethel, Ai, and Egypt. Now, you know what that's called? Choices. But here's the only choice you have. I have to accept where God has placed me.